Welcome to WP Coffee Talk with your podcast barista, Michelle Frechette. Special thanks to our sponsors, WS Forum and Beaver Builder. If you're interested in joining WP Coffee Talk as a guest or a sponsor, please visit our site at wpcoffeetalk.com. And now, on with the show. Welcome to WP Coffee Talk. I'm your podcast barista, Michelle Frechette, serving up the WordPress stories from around the world. And I've been kind of lucky lately as my last couple of guests have been like in my time zone, which has happened again. Um, it's so much easier when I'm not trying to talk to people around the world and it's like my morning, their night, all those kinds of things. So uh, I'm super excited. A longtime friend of mine in the WordPress space is here, Nathan Ingram. And Nathan is the creator of Monster Contracts and many other hats that he wears. Um, and I'm really lucky that we get to work together at Stellar WP as well. So Nathan, welcome. So good to hey, have Michelle. you Michelle. Thanks for having me here. Yeah. Uh, you've been the answer to so many questions on this podcast. So one of the questions I'll ask you later is, you know, somebody that you admire in the WordPress space or somebody that you've considered a mentor in the WordPress space. And your name has come up a lot. So it'll be interesting to see what your answers to those questions are. So. Oh, that's really cool. It is so, it's super cool. I love that. Um, but yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. All right. Well, uh, I am from Birmingham, Alabama. That is home uh, and uh, still live here. Actually recently moved back to the same area where I grew up, which is kind of cool. Uh, it's very different now, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, so I have been doing web things uh, since 1995 and I've always been kind of a tech guy. Uh, yeah, found the web in, in late 95 and started working with clients around that time. And I uh, have been through, you know, various uh, evolutions of software platforms over the years as the web kind of grew and uh, found WordPress around 2008. Hated it. Um, <laughs> that's probably a good conversation that we can get into. Uh, I thought it was a threat to the my business model, which it was at that time. Uh, and then finally came around about 2010, got into WordPress and spent all WordPress ever since. Um, yeah. So that's, that's the very short version. I love it. And other than the monster contracts that you do, and we'll talk about that a little bit later too, you also wear several other hats. So what are some of the other things that you do in WordPress, in the WordPress space? Yeah. So in the WordPress space, uh, I, I spend a little over half my time working with clients. We have an agency down here in Birmingham, uh, clients that are nationwide. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we we do some have gotten into some fairly complicated projects over the last few years, which is always interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So do a lot of client work. Yeah. And then I spend uh, I, I spend three days a week as the host at iThemes Training, soon to become Solid Academy. Mm -hmm. uh, that I've been doing that for several years now, uh, and actually I've been teaching there since sometime in like 2013. It's been over 10 years uh, that I've been uh, presenting there on iThemes Training. Uh, and then uh, I also do coaching with folks that are working with WordPress, doing client work. Uh, I do growth coaching for WordPress business owners. I love that. That's awesome. You are somebody that gives back to the community in many ways, and I appreciate that about you for sure. Tell us about your mug and what's in it today. Uh, yes. Speaking of community, I have in my hands the 2023 speaker gift for the greatest small word camp in America, which is WordCamp Birmingham, my home camp, WP y'all. We also have the greatest hashtag <laughs> of all WP y'all. And so this is our speaker gift. It's a great little, uh, great little mug that I enjoy a hot beverage in. Yes. I wish I'd have been there for sure. I, <laughs> speaking of community also, 
I have a mug that hasn't been on the show before, which is post status. My, my post status mug. And I'm drinking now. I'm going to say iced tea because it is not sweet tea and I'm not in the South. I like it unsweetened, no lemon, as plain as can be. And I understand that that's sacrilegious south of the Mason Dixon line. <laughs> But that's how I was raised, and that's what I like. So, yes, I'm drinking iced tea in my mug today. <laughs> yes. Down in my world, if you talk about unsweet tea, you're going to get one of these. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, and, if, really? and, and if you're listening to the podcast and not watching it on YouTube, he ah. just lowered his glasses and looked over the brim at me as though I was create uh, committing a felony, I think. Something is going wrong here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so I am drinking a yes. delightful concoction that is called Cryo Brew. Have you heard of it? I have not, but tell me. Cryo brew is um, imagine taking a cacao bean, which is the you know the beginnings of chocolate, yeah, and roasting it like a coffee bean, grinding it, and then preparing it like coffee. It is Ooh. unbelievable. And yeah. uh, do you order that online? Can you share a link I with do. me later? We'll put that in the show uh, notes. Yes, it. Yeah, it's C R I U B R U or something. Or cry. C-R-I-O-B-R-U, but yes, we'll put it. In the we will find it. I, I I will have to get some of that. Uh, I have been drinking coffee for all of about six years, maybe seven years. I hated coffee until my late 40s. And then I, I'm bougie about it, though. It's got to have cream and sugar and all of those great things. And I love the sure. flavors and all of those things. But um, yeah, I, I've got everything. I've got the pour over. I got the burr grinder. I've got the French press and all those things. But more often than not, what you can't see off screen is my Keurig right here in my office because it's fast ah, yes. and easy and right by the Quick desk. So yes, yeah, yes. No, no judgment, no judgment. <laughs> <laughs> so take us back to that early adoption in WordPress. How did you get started with WordPress? What made oh, you yeah. go from hating it to adopting it? Wow. Okay. So let's rewind back to 2008. Uh, WordPress was really just kind of getting traction um, kind of getting moving. Um, in that time, I was building sites in the macromedia ecosystem. So Dreamweaver, Fireworks, there was, you know, it, it was a great little software suite. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, my model was I had, a, I was going to have a few clients and, you know, large monthly retainers for them because you have to have a web professional to edit the things because people didn't have software. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was going great. You know, we, we did really beautiful custom web design. I had always done that. My background is really more uh, from the design side of things than the development side. Uh, I know enough development for self-defense. That's really about it. <laughs> but, I know um, that feeling. Right. Uh, and so when WordPress came along, I thought, okay, people can log in and edit their own website. This is a threat. Uh, and so I remember telling a friend, and matter of fact, I did... Uh, I did a talk in Jacksonville several years ago at WordCamp uh, where my first slide was, I hate WordPress, Nathan Ingram, 2008. <laughs> you know, that was me. And it's totally true because you know, I remember telling a friend sitting at a coffee shop, I hate this WordPress thing. It's going to ruin my business. Um, oh, my goodness. And isn't it crazy? Be and, and like, and I really hated it because all the WordPress sites at that time looked the same. Like they had, you know, it was a blog down the middle and they had all the little meta links on the side. Everything looked the same. It was really tacky. Um, so uh, then, you know, about the, over the next year or two, people were wanting to log into their websites. People were starting to get that and be able to make their own changes. And I finally realized I've got to like something. I'm gonna have to revisit this WordPress thing. <laughs> Something's got to give. <laughs> yeah. 
And so for me, I will never forget it. It was a Tuesday morning and I was going into um, one of my biggest, actually it was my biggest client at the time. It was in 2009. And uh, of course, the you know, the, the financial world in 2009, it was not, it was recession really bad. Yeah. Uh, and I walked into this client uh, who I was uh, providing IT services, design services, website design services. They also, you know, they paid me a decent amount every month and they were carrying my family's health insurance and they let me go that day. <gasps> oh, that had to be really hard. Yeah. Like losing a third of your income and in health insurance in one conversation is not fun. Uh, and so I remember like I, I can still, it's, it's, you know, I have, it's ingrained in my memory. I remember walking at the long walk that I, I parked at the end of the parking lot and just thinking that long walk, I, I will never <laughs> let this happen again. And so that was in the middle of a big, that, that was like, right then I was moving to WordPress and I completely changed my model to start to provide website management services in WordPress. And it's, mm -hmm. uh, then I found the WordPress community not long after that. Uh, it was really amazing. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just been, there are very few things that I don't enjoy about WordPress. Yeah, that, that's a nice 180 actually from how you started. <laughs> right. And there are a lot of us in the community who are grateful for that because your contributions have been pretty awesome, I'm going to say, too. So I promise not to fawn over you and like fangirl the whole time. But yeah, um, we're, we're grateful that you're here for sure. I mean, it, a, in, in a community, everybody has to be helpful and everybody has something to share. And, you yes. know, my perspective has always been if I can save people some of the heartache that I went through doing things the wrong way for so many years, like that's that would be great. Yeah, I think, and that's the right attitude for sure. I mean, the work that we do at Underrepresented Tech, um, the words, the works that we do in other places in the community for sure echo that sentiment. So um, yeah. I absolutely appreciate that. When you think about the websites that you see, whether they're your own or somebody else's, what do you think that we as web designers, developers, web builders don't focus enough attention on that would actually make websites better for the end user? Mm, okay. There was so many ways you could answer this question, right? I know. Um, <laughs> it, okay, so if I had to pick a couple, I, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to answer this question maybe differently than some others might. Um, okay. Because sometimes it's as simple as um, looking at. So there, there's two things we do on the agency side. I think that that sets us apart from typical people who are building websites or whatever. The first is. Um, <clears throat> particularly if it's a complicated website and you have a client that maybe isn't technically proficient, um, then there are things we can do on the back end of the site to streamline the way that the site will be updated and maintained so that, you know, when we come back two years from now, the site isn't going to be trashed. Mm. Um, so a lot of times people will build a beautiful site and turn it over to a client and then the client really, they don't have the same level of design, right? And so you come back and the thing is, it looks like oh, it's garbage. Well, that's terrible. It it doesn't look as attractive as it did the day that it was published. We'll say that. That's a little For bit, sure. That's a little bit. Uh, and so there are things you can do, uh, you know, with flows and, and uh, baking in custom fields and things to, to make a site look great for a longer amount of time. Uh, so thinking about that content architecture, I think, is really important at the beginning. Also, and we just had one of these things come up today. Uh, so every Thursday I do office hours for our iThings training members. And it's just an ask me anything. And, you know, it usually goes well over an hour. Um, people keep asking questions. It's so much fun. One of my best parts of the week. Um, but somebody showed us this website and it was beautiful, just beautiful design. 
and you get there and you have no idea what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. So conversions and calls to action are so important. And so, and they tend to go in one of two directions, either they have that, like this site had no calls to action whatsoever. Like the only button was there was a join our newsletter button. And then there was some other button that was, oh, customer support. But if I'm a new customer, then, I mean, I don't know. I have to dig like three levels deep for your content. Yeah. It's just crazy. Um, uh, or they, the other extreme is you have a site that has 58 buttons on the homepage and they're all the same color and they're, you know, and then you don't know what to <laughs> yeah. do because there's too many things. <laughs> it's like flip a coin so, and pick a, pick a button. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you get those two things right and it works out pretty well. Absolutely. No, I agree with you hundred percent. I, I was talking to a person, oh my gosh, probably five or six years ago, they came to my office. They said, I don't understand why I'm not getting any sales through my site. Now I'm not as practiced at like coaching people through that as you have been. But the first thing I did is I pulled up her website and the hero image took 32 seconds to load. So obviously people are going to bounce, right? Like that's well, not that, even- That'll do it, yeah. That, so she had something that was like 8,000 pixels wide and at 300 DPI and nothing was going to load that fast. The second yeah. thing was I couldn't figure out what the call to action was. I, she was trying to sell jewelry, but I couldn't find the store. I didn't know how to buy anything. So we talked through those two things and um, I believe things got better for her from that point on. But yeah, so 100% behind you on that. And I think that that's very true. It's so important. If, if It can be a beautiful website, but if they don't know what to do when they get there, it's it's worthless pretty much. So Right. Absolutely. 100%. What do you wish that you had known earlier in your WordPress journey that sure would have made life a lot simpler had you known those <laughs> things sooner? Oh, boy. Um, okay. If I had to, I mean, there's so many, so gosh, Michelle, so many mistakes <laughs> I've made. We could do two hours on all? Ways that I've, all the ways that I've screwed up. Um, I'm going to say the biggest thing is um, not understanding what I have come to call today hero syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um Hero syndrome, and I know this because it's me, um, hero syndrome looks like I will do everything I possibly can. I will even, you know, I will sacrifice myself, my family, my my preferences in order to please a client because I have to be the hero, right? Uh, and I'm going to just swoop in with my cape and save the day because I must, everyone must have a positive opinion of me because that's what my self-worth is based on, right? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that is so destructive. And it's, you know, it's not, that, and that's not just in business like that, that, you know, it's, it's like a client codependency almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it shows up in other parts of, of life also. Uh, but my goodness, I, the, the amount of time I wasted just trying to satisfy clients um, that couldn't be satisfied. And I remember one in particular, when I'm talking about this, I always tell the story of uh, my, I I can't remember which birthday it was, but it was one of my, one of my, I have two daughters, Mm -hmm. Uh, they're 22 and 19 now. Uh, But one of them, it was, you know, one of those like eight, nine year old type birthday parties and kids were playing in the back. And I left that party to take a client call to fix somebody's Mm. computer. And I, I think back on that today and I'm like, "That, that is a day I will never get back. But yeah. I felt completely justified in my mind during that time because mm-hmm. my client needed me. And so I had to, oh my goodness, it, it's just mm-hmm. such a, for me, that was such a poison that just mm-hmm. like, I, I, I wasted a lot of time. Yep. No, I understand yeah. that. I have a sticker that I, I've printed a bunch of stickers over the years just for fun. 
Um, I will get your address off screen, of course. And I have a sticker that I made that says I'm not everyone's cup of tea and I'm okay with that. So yeah, I, will that's really I, will, good. I will send you one of those for sure. Yeah. Um, when you think back over all of the different WordPress type events you've been to, so we've both been to a lot of WordCamps, meetups, other WordPress adjacent kind of um, opportunities and things that events that we've attended. What is like a pivotal or inspirational moment for you? Maybe it was something you, a speaker you saw, a conversation you had, somebody you met. Tell us a little bit about that. Hmm. That is a good question. So I think, you know, for me, so over my shoulder here are badges of WordCamps where I've spoken over the years and I'm missing some, some of the early ones I don't have there, but um, quickly WordCamps became a lot more about just meeting people and and having great conversations and, you know, getting to know some of these people that I would see online or whatever and just building those relationships. And so, you know, I, I think about, I, I don't know that I could say this one thing was pivotal, but just, you know, Every, every camp, just being able to, you know, like there's, there are, hmm, I just hit my microphone. Uh, there are memories behind every one of these badges. And I could probably pull one off the wall and tell a story about somebody or something. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like um, you, like this one here, that's WordCamp St. Louis 2018, I think. Yeah, it was, or 17. It was the one right before US was there. And that's mm -hmm. where you and I met. We met outside yep. the big room. Uh, sitting in that hallway and we had a great conversation. I remember uh, but that it, for me, it's more like that. It's like, there's just mm -hmm. meeting people and having great conversations with great people and enjoying the WordPress community. It's cumulatory, isn't it? Like those badges represent all of those conversations and all of those experiences for sure. Yep. hundred yeah. percent. I love that. So when we talk about what you do, I'm, I'm, I know what you do at work. You know, we don't have to talk about iThemes here. We could talk or solid WP. You and I recorded another podcast recently. It's going to show up right. on WP Constellations. We'll talk about that there. Tell me more about what you do with your person, with, you know, your personal business. So I have a copy of your book. I cutest cover ever, by the way. Um, and I know that you do a lot with, con with contracts that you are a creator among, there it is dealing with problem clients. He's a friendliest looking monster. I swear. <laughs> um, and if you're interested, I think the book is available, right? So we'll include a link for the book. If people want to buy the book, yeah. they can find that. We'll include that too. Um, but tell us a little bit about what it is that, you know, that you do when you're not doing solid WP iThemes things. Yeah. So um, I do a lot of different things, but they're all very aligned. They, they stay. You know, so everything I do pretty much comes out of my client work uh, at, at our agency. Uh, and so a lot of the, the training that we develop on iThemes training uh, that's both technical and business development related all comes out of what I'm doing and learning and making mistakes and changing and iterating and all those things uh, in my own business. And so I spend a lot of time, you know, building. I, I still, you know, I build websites uh, still. I've got a great team that helps with that, but I, I'm still, you know, get my hands dirty and build websites and deal with clients and great content architecture and that sort of thing. Um, and so that helps to, you know, that, that, uh, that feeds the, the live stream world for iThemes training soon, solid Academy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and then it also helps me coach better, you know, not so as I'm uh, the, the, I have a, a very small amount of time that I devote each week to uh, coaching people. I do that individually and in groups. 
And uh, it's basically just having a conversation about what's going on and what problems can we solve and how can I help you avoid the mistakes and pitfalls that I've fallen into over the years. Um, and I, I love to put people in groups in coaching situations because um, in individual coaching is fine, but group coaching is so much better because when you know, you're in a group with people, you realize that you, you have the same issues and you're not alone. And you know, I'm mm -hmm. not uniquely broken. Like there are other people have these same problems. The details might be different, but the problems are the same. Uh, yeah. And putting people in groups like that is just, it's just really cool. I, I enjoy it. Um, uh, and then with monster contracts, it's my agency contract. It's the contract that I built over 20 years of working with clients and uh, every problem client situation that came along became another paragraph in the contract. And so it's really, uh, it's it's a solid thing. And I realized that as I was starting to coach people, that people either had no contract at all, or they had one that was just super generic or one that was just all legalese that nobody understood and nothing, there wasn't really a good document out there for practical web development, website creation yeah. and management. And so I just took mine and white labeled it and made it available. And it's been thankfully very helpful to a lot of people around the world. I will say when I was freelancing, I did everything on a handshake, which worked out great most of the time. Exactly. But the times that it doesn't, I paid for. I paid for not only financially, but with experience that said, don't ever do this again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. You don't need contracts for good clients. You need contracts right. for bad clients, but they're really yeah. hard to tell apart at the beginning. Yes, they uh, are. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And a, a good contract will help you determine whether or not somebody's going to be a good client or not. And whether or not it's a good fit, right? If they're complaining about the contract right up front, then they're not really the right fit Huge for your company. Flag. Yeah, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I have never, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and then if they start out fine, you've always got the contract to fall back on if they turn into bad clients. Yes. Um, good clients. I mean, sometimes clients have to deal with little issues within the contract that don't fit sure. with their legal and their business, but good clients don't push back on the the substantive areas, you know, the things that are thought through. And if they do, it's a red flag that this is not probably somebody I want to work with. And what I've actually found and people, you know, people ask, well, you know, it's a, it's about 15 page contract. Well, don't people push back on that? Like, no, they actually are grateful because it shows that you've thought through your processes and mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're a for real business. You're not just some person building websites on a Tuesday night, you know? Yeah. So Will Rogers said, good fences make good neighbors. And 100%. that's, that's because those boundaries are there for a reason and people understand how to work within them better than if you don't have them. And I believe you talked about something like that at your keynote <laughs> at Northeast Ohio, Kent, whatever it was called at that time. I remember you talking about fences and contracts. So uh, there's definitely some some credence to the, everything that you're saying, which I appreciate very much. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah, the book is Building Fences Around Friendly Monsters. That's right. And so that's, that's right. boundaries, boundaries uh, around clients. Yeah. Boundaries are good. We need them as children. We need them as adults. And we need to know that where they are and how to work within them so that we can actually move forward and accomplish things in the right way. So absolutely. hundred percent. Well, I want to move on to our rapid fire questions. I All always right. say I, I will ask them rapidly. You take the time that you need to answer them. It isn't, <laughs> it isn't like machine gun questions and answers. Um, I, I don't know why I call them that. It's actually, believe it or not, it's based on the, um, Inside the actor's studio with James Lipton, how he has oh, yeah. these questions. Yeah, 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 the rapid fire. 
Yeah, that's yeah. right. So that's what this is. So this is that's how I built this. Anyway, right. First, first up, what are two to three must-have plugins that you would recommend to somebody building their own website? Ah, uh, okay, two or three. So first, and this is not just because I work for iThemes, but iThemes security is definitely a must-have. Uh, I think it's the it provides this the the approach to WordPress security that I like the best. Uh, so iThemes security is a must. Um, Gravity Forms, I love Gravity Forms. I've been a user. I have an you know the the old grandfathered lifetime license that I bought eight million <laughs> years ago. I still have you know we use that for everything from a, a simple contact form to really complicated stuff on some on some client mm-hmm. sites. And I just I love working with it. Uh, and then the third one, I will say I'll say Cadence Blocks. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest that I was not a fan of the block editor, uh, like at all, <laughs> not even a you little and, bit. You and everybody else at the beginning, right? <laughs> 2018, oh. man, that was the year. <laughs> oh my goodness. So yes. And that's all I have to say about that. But uh, Cadence Blocks to me makes the block editor not awful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I, I'm a big Cadence fan and not just because I work there. I absolutely, because <laughs> I have a lifetime subscription to Divi and to elegant themes. And I have switched over to using cadence now because I really appreciate using it more. So I'm with you on that. Yeah. The block and, editors come a long way, but my oh, goodness, it has. Cadence, yeah. Cadence makes it fun to work with. I will agree with that hundred uh, percent. You you know what you're getting into and you can find all of the ways to make those edits and changes that you want, which makes it a lot right. easier for sure. Yep. At any point in your WordPress journey, have you had a mentor, whether you start when you first started or any point along the way, and who was it? Yeah. So I mentioned a couple of people. Um, the The first is the person that taught me WordPress. Um, and this is a fun part of my WordPress story because I'm the host at iThemes Training now, but I actually learned WordPress at iThemes Training. Uh, so I found iThemes um, as a result of the school where my wife was teaching. iThemes had this plan where they would give away themes to, to schools. And she taught at this little private school and I, I liked their website design. I looked in the bottom and it was WordPress and iThemes. And I looked, oh, and they have training. And so I dove right in. It's where I learned WordPress. So his name was Benjamin Bradley. Uh, and Benjamin was the professor of webdesign.com, which is what originally uh, iThemes training was called. Uh, and so for years, uh, I, I learned so much from Ben. And uh, and um, when he moved on to something else, uh, he tapped me to, to take over. Uh, and so he gave, he gave me some opportunities to present as well. Yeah. Uh, and it was just, yeah, it, he, he's been, it was a big mentor for me. And the other person I would say is Corey Miller. Uh, mm-hmm. Corey is a friend and has been a mentor and has been a, a, a has given me very wise counsel over the years as I've kind of made decisions and thought through some things. I love that. And I work with Corey pretty closely over at Post Status and yeah. I am a, I'm a huge Corey Miller fan as well. So I can oh, yeah. appreciate that. So now you can't use Ben or Corey in your next question and the next question. Sorry, but I'm going to ask you, who is somebody that you admire in the WordPress community and why? Okay. Uh so I'm going to say Amber Hines. Mm-hmm. I think the world of Amber Hines. Uh, I first saw Amber and Amber is the CEO of Equalize Digital. Uh, and they're doing, you know, they do great work in the accessibility uh, space in WordPress, which I'm a big fan of just period. But uh, I remember the first time I saw Amber was on stage at WordCamp Denver, probably 2016, 2017. She had just had a baby 
And she did her talk in the giant auditorium at University of Denver, huge, like multi-tiered auditorium. And just being in that that kind of room is intimidating. Yeah. She held a baby and did a talk on work-life balance. And I mean, I was riveted. Uh, And that was back when they were doing agency work, working with clients. Uh, And so I've just I have really appreciated her over the years and I'm just thrilled for their success recently. Yeah, they I we just interviewed her recently for uh WP Constellations as well. None of these episodes are out yet. This episode today, this word WP Coffee Talk is gonna be out in the next day or two. What we're talking about is still gonna be out in the next month or two, but it's not new new news that they just got like money from NASA for some of the work they're doing in yeah. uh, accessibility and yeah, hats off to her. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely I'm, I can get behind that as well. So yeah. <laughs> for sure. There's lots my, of people I admire, but I'm gonna say Amber sure. Hines today. I love that. And she's absolutely worth the admiration. Yeah. What's something that you'd like to work to learn still in WordPress, but that you haven't tackled yet? It's oh, a great question. You know, I I am always, I always need to improve my development skills. I know enough, like I said earlier, for self-defense, or you might say to be dangerous, which both of those are true. Yeah, there you Uh, go. You know, I I really, I I think if I had a limited time to learn something, I would love to get into development more. I don't see that happening. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's a certain amount of time. I I just don't see that happening. Um, Practically speaking, something I actually probably would uh, learn, I've got to get better designing in the block editor. Mm. that's that's a we're I'm, I'm okay i need to get better yeah there, there's lots of classes for that we can set you up somewhere oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> what is one of the biggest mistakes you've made in wordpress and what did you learn from it oh let's talk about the day that all 80 of my sites got hacked at once that was oh, a lot of fun i've had a similar um, experience not 80 though oh. but yeah that had to be rough tell me about that what happened oh man so i mean coming from the world i came from which was macro media you didn't worry about database hacks or any of that stuff it just i had no idea what i was doing when i got into wordpress uh and mm-hmm. so you know i said 80 it was probably like 60 at that point 60 or so sites but i didn't know any better i had them all in you know, a, one single C panel, uh, you know, installed and add on domain. Sure. Let's add on a domain. What could possibly go wrong here? Um, and so one of those sites got hacked from a scump. I can't even remember. I blocked most of it out of my memory, but it was yeah. such a bad day. All the sites just, you know, just garbage on them and redirecting to other places. And uh, yeah, that was a really bad day. Um, and that's that's actually when I met Tom Rafe. We watch your website. And Tom's a great guy, brilliant uh, WordPress security person and had me fix it in, in a day. I, I was wow. I was really grateful. We've been friends chatting, you know, here and there ever since. But uh, yeah, I learned really quickly that WordPress sites go in their own individual cPanels. <laughs> it's definitely a lot easier to manage if something gets hacked for sure. Yeah. Or I could tell, you know, a hundred times where I've screwed up somebody's DNS and brought the world down. That's happened to all of us. But yeah, those, <laughs> it has happened to all of us. So many stories of ways I've messed up. It's so funny because uh, <laughs> your mess up was exactly my mess up, except that I was driving from Rochester, New York to Montreal uh, in Canada for to be a speaker at WordCamp Montreal. And on the road, I get a phone call on my phone about the fact that somebody's website was down and I'm like I'm I'm talking to you know I'm speakerphone obviously and I'm like I'm I'm halfway to Montreal when I get there I will take a look turned out that I was also had all of these add-on domain out of and 31 of them and they were all hacked because as soon as they got to the back door of one that infiltrated all of them 
I spent the entire night deleting lines of code because I didn't have backups of everything. There was no such thing as staging oh. sites at that point. And I did not realize that they had created users on every one of those websites. So I fixed them. SiteGround said, yes, we find no more code. Wake up the next morning. It happened to me three times over the weekend until I figured out what was happening. So that was a very hard lesson to learn. And I do appreciate now that we have much better security um, (laughs) and better protocols. And if you're listening and you have everything hosted under the same one, this is your warning. (laughs) Please fix it. Oh, like my anxiety level. I'm feeling it rising. Just even thinking about that again. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So I feel all that to say, I feel your pain. For sure. Well, let's talk about the opposite. Let's talk about the good stuff. What is your proudest WordPress moment? Hmm, proudest WordPress moment. I would, I think probably um, when I was keynote speaker at WordCamp Denver back in 2019, mm-hmm. um, I did a very different kind of talk there. Um, it was a very personal talk about imposter syndrome and some of the struggles mm-hmm. that I've gone through in that area. And it was just received so well by people. Our community yeah. is so gracious. Uh, and just some, some folks that grabbed me afterwards. I, I just, for me, that was, that was a big one. That was a big moment. That's very exciting. Yeah. And to be a keynote at all is yeah such a huge honor that people appreciate your work enough like that, but then to know that it hit the mark well and that people really, it really resonated well with people that, yeah, that is a really good feeling. Yeah. yeah good for you. That's cool. awesome. Okay. So if you weren't working in web or web tech at all, so nothing that you do right now, What's another career that you might like to attempt? I have actually thought about this recently. I think I would enjoy being a therapist. Mm, I could see you doing that. Yeah. That would be cool. And after this pandemic and everything we've been through, there's so many more people that could use use therapy for sure. Me included. Yeah. Same. I'm I'm just as guilty. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) What's something on your bucket list? Uh, I want to, and one day I will, uh, either have purchased or rent a, a decent RV and take a trip up the West coast and oh, just spend a fun. month. Uh, yeah. Just on the road and in the woods. And yeah. Nice. Wait till your kids are all out of the house and just do it with your wife. Then like just that, <laughs> just that one trip up the, up the coast, just you. And just like, you don't have to worry about kids. Maybe, I don't know if you have a dog, that's fine, but you know, oh, a yeah, lot of she's fun. right down here by my feet. There you go. There she you go. go See? Yeah. They like that. They like that. Um, Show us or tell us about a hidden talent that you have that people in ah, WordPress might not know about. I I can cook on the griddle and uh, pellet smoker pretty well. Nice, nice. Yeah. You got some good recipes you want to share later? I I listen there. Uh, this weekend there will be smash burgers on the grill that are out Ooh. of this world, or on the griddle that are out of this world. Yeah. You'll have to send me pictures in Slack so that I can live vicariously through your smash burger. They are quite good. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, I (laughs) I used to cook. I don't really cook anymore. I I don't enjoy it. So I stopped doing things that that I don't enjoy unless they're things I have to do. And that's made life a lot nicer for me, actually. Yeah, so I actually enjoy cooking all the way around. That's it's, good, it's right? It's relaxing for me. Yeah. Yeah. If you enjoy it, then that's great. And if you don't, don't do it. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm all about my air fryer. Like what can come out of the freezer and into the air fryer makes me happy. Yeah. It's magic. <laughs> it is, right? For sure. Uh, is there anything else you want to mention before we wrap things up? Anything that you would love to talk about that I neglected to ask you about? Oh, this has been a lot of fun. Good. I have. I've enjoyed getting to know you better too. Absolutely. 
where do we find you? So if people are interested in connecting with you, um, what social channels, your website, places that people might be able to reach out to you and ask you a question. Yeah. So I am Nathan Ingram and in all the places on whatever we're calling Twitter these days. I'm at Nathan Ingram. Uh, I'm not on Instagram, uh, but I am on Facebook and Twitter primarily X, whatever, whatever it's uh, called. Yeah. You can visit my very outdated personal website at NathanIngram.com. You can contact me through there, but it needs to be updated significantly. My intention has been elsewhere, but uh, yeah. yeah, I think of us web designers, builders, developers, whatever we call ourselves as kind of the cobbler's children. Our website is our 100%. child, but it has no shoes. 100%. <laughs> That's okay. We're working on other people's stuff. So I just can kind of take a backseat <laughs> most of the time. Well, thank you, Nathan, for spending some time with me. It's been great getting to know you and share your story um, on WP Coffee Talk. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks, Michelle. Appreciate the opportunity. My pleasure. We'll see everybody on the next episode of WP Coffee Talk.